0: clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless and tasteless filth whilst revelling in it. Cinema Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality. such filth, while discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film. When you look at the state of the world around you, and you realize how little time you have left to be happy, do you really want to waste that time you have left? in the missiles.
1: absorbing it. It is a private force. They have to have it. I hate it so much that I want to see if it. it's done. So I become a personal and I want to see it banned. I want to see it off the
2: face of the earth.
3: Yeah, it's amazing, but uh, I think parents have to really pay more attention to what these kids are listening to. Mm-hmm.
2: and
4: (laughs) And welcome to the 366th consecutive week of cinema psyops, But not only that, this represents a first ever in the show in that we are recording on my goddamn birthday. And the reason that we're doing that is because of the
5: extremely busy schedule of my co-host, Matt. Happy birthday to you.
4: You're old as fuck.
5: I don't even know. We might need royalties for that song. So fuck it. That's all you're getting. Yeah. Got to think of the show first.
4: (laughs) So here's the funny thing. I'm turning 43. Yeah. My wife is born exactly one month after me. All right. That is insane. Like it's exactly to the day, same day, one month right after me. So we only really have a small couple of weeks between us where like there was a couple of dark weeks in the world where I was born and the person that I was meant to spend my life with was not born yet. Mm -hmm. That's why I was such a miserable, colicky little Little piece of shit, baby. damn
5: man! Really, <laughs> Jesus! Just come on out and say it about yourself, I guess. Wow.
4: But anyway, my wife loves to tease me because in this time frame, I'm technically one year older than her. Sort of is how she yeah. likes to put it. So she always teases me about how old I am. Well, this year when she was doing it, she's like, "Wow, you're 43, and I'm only 42." You know, just teasing me and teasing me. I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. I, I just turned it on her, and I was like, "Yeah, 43. I'm practically 50, right?" I mean, we're already 50, right? I was like, <laughs> "Should we? Should we look for AARP?" And I just started really playing it up about how old 40 actually was and that totally like reflected on her because she's 42 and she started getting like antsy and feeling old about it and it just totally (laughs) shut her down for teasing me this year episode redacted
5: motherfucker (laughs) <laughs> you might want to watch that kind of talk episode redacted. I'm just saying. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Actually, I'm terrified, so I'm just going to cut that statement out of the show, but leave this part where I say that I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> episode redacted. Again, something I'm taking out of the show, yeah, but the I response take
5: that, take that out of the show, please. <laughs> Stop giving information out that could get us both fucking killed, man. <laughs> yeah. no, you're you're not wrong. All right. We're, we're 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 nothing was said here. Shut up. We're we're all fine.
4: <laughs> I'm just going to punch in this ready
5: episode redacted (laughs) yeah yeah, there you go well done
4: <laughs> oh, Jesus. So uh, we have to do this the way that we have to do this because of your scheduling and everything. And I kind of talked to you about it and it was not ideal for me to record today just because it's my birthday, but it's kind of the only time that would have really worked for you. And I've been kind of celebrating my birthday with my wife pretty much all weekend because that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to get a weekend with her and just, you know, just us. But yeah. some other extenuating circumstances, I talked about it in the outtakes and it'll i might as well bring it up in a show. our Fridge
5: fucking died Wednesday yeah. night. That's always fun.
4: Yeah, so we had to deal with that. Thursday, we went out and bought like a mini fridge and then obviously purchased a brand new fridge to replace the bad one and yeah. uh, dragged the mini fridge home and tried to like, you know, just to basically have like max insulin and like the cat food that we have to keep cold and some of the yeah. other things that we need to try and salvage and then the rest of the stuff we're living out of coolers like we're fucking camping. <laughs> <laughs> the new fridge comes today while I'm watching our movie this week, which is what? Warriors of the year 2072? Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, We're not far off from whatever they're talking about.
4: So. <laughs> Speaking of 50 years, right?
5: Yeah, right? Oh, shit.
4: <laughs> and, you know, oh, like, damn. the way that society's already kind of going, this film is not really science fiction. It's more like a speculative kind of possible near future for humanity, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that made this sci-fi and outrageous and weird was when it was released in, like, the late 70s, early 80s. You know, that's when that's when it was like, oh, no, that our society could never get that bad. Watching it now through today's eyes, you're like, oh, wow, Wow, our society's practically uh, there
5: man we're almost there we beat out this thing by at least a decade or two i think so <laughs> right it's like wait, you know
4: climate change wait. fears that we had in Waterworld, were that's supposed to be set into the very yeah. very distant future and it could be just next week
5: yeah i uh i can't believe that we have so many goddamn uh things that are not supposed to happen until all the distant future i'm like wow all these filmmakers and writers and shit y'all really had uh, some high hopes for us humans that we would maybe think about things before it all go to shit <laughs> we didn't
4: yeah Pretty much the only one that got it right uh, was George Miller because he didn't put it in the too far future because motor vehicles that ran only on gasoline were in his stuff that were from the 70s. So he was not wrong.
5: (laughs) No, yeah, that's right. That's right. He was there. (laughs) He knew what was going on.
4: This is basically why we have to do the show the way that we have to do it is we're trying to fit it around both of our lives. And we talked about it, you know, through text when we were doing the scheduling and stuff and trying to figure out what to do this week. We both need to do it. It's it's part of our psychology. It just kind of gives us something to look forward to. It gives us something like an obligation. And for people in our fragile mental states, obligations are good to keep for yourself.
5: Yeah, yeah. It keeps you getting up and going and not just laying in bed with existential dread and <laughs> horror.
4: Yeah, it gives you a focus for that existential dread where you're like, holy shit, I got to do stuff for the show. I better get out of yeah, bed.
5: I got to get out of this.
4: <laughs> I can't leave the rest of the world hanging for my stupid fucking podcast. I don't know why both of us hang so much stuff on doing this show, other than I think it's really just kind of been a fun bit of release because we can bitch about what whatever we want, you know, and just kind of like blow off some steam and then also have some fun talking about some fucked up weird movie, or in some cases, something that's really deep and brilliant that we want to really dig into, but not this year, man, this year, most of the stuff is going to be filth and trash.
5: Good. A lot of filthy and trashy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we talked about it last week and I want to bring it up real quick just to kind of finish up this little bit of uh, opening pablum. So I was talking about a 30 movie box set and how I didn't know how that was going to be able to be squeezed in towards the end of the year. Yeah. then I realized I had yet another box set that still fits the cheap and trashy thing that we were choosing between the two that I was having you choose. And this one only has like 14 movies to it. And it's a box. Set for a director that I happen to have, maybe one or two other movies that we can or cannot cover along with this in conjunction. So I think I'm going to swap that out. Now, that 30 movie box set is just going to get pushed to year nine, and our whole our year nine is just going to be that cheap, trashy 30 movie box set minus like one or two films.
5: Wait, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs>
4: yeah. Right. So we have the entirety of one filmmaker's career in one box set that we'll be doing at the end of this year, which it's like selected films that they chose and it's sort of their more popular ones, and some of the ones that were lost we've already covered but i'm not going to say who that is just yet but we've definitely covered some of their films and then the 30 movie set that i was talking about that's going to go into year nine because we're going to apparently start doing box set breakdowns because i don't buy individual dvds anymore apparently i only buy box sets what the fuck is wrong with me
5: Uh, because you like box sets you like completing shit
4: (laughs) (laughs) i am a collector i really truly am I, i admit that and i don't buy just dvd anymore i only buy dvd if that's like the only way i can get the film in which case i probably will buy it rip it to my plex and Then never fucking look at the disc again. (laughs) I only do that with like the lowest common denominator for me is now Blu ray. Like I have to have at least Blu ray. Yeah. Now, if I'm buying a Blu ray and it has a DVD in it, I'm not going to just throw the DVD away. I just will never fucking look at it.
5: No, you'll you'll put that uh, anywhere you want it. So, (laughs) well, it's usually in the same case. In some other collection.
4: It's, you know, it's the same case. So that's all, you know, not a big deal. So this year we got it pretty well figured out and we're going to be able to keep it to only one movie, an episode for that final year run i wanted to tell you that just so you can relax and we don't have to worry yeah. about trying to squeeze stuff in the only thing we have to worry about is our episode 425 is coming up <laughs>
5: 425 jesus christ yeah what about episode 420
4: ah. <laughs> uh, brother but anyway the 25 <laughs> that is coming up is going to be a three movie set so i may have to do some of the notes for that like maybe one or two of the movies and then only have you do notes for one of the movies but you'll still have to watch uh, all three.
5: Oh god and i'm gonna
4: have to warn you that it's this triple set of movies that we're going to be doing on the 25 is going to be rough
5: it's going to be a rough one yeah they're they're a rough set of flicks Oof, uh, i can't even wait to see what this is going to be about
4: <laughs> you've had it pretty light lately i've been yeah, i really have i've been but... pulling stuff back and like doing more fun and and stuff like that but yeah. every now and then we got to dig into that really really grimy you gotta stuff. get into
5: the grime yeah and, you know <laughs> yeah you
4: have to do it yeah. But this week, we're talking fun stuff. We got another Italian uh, sci-fi action film. This one feels like sort of a knockoff between Death Race and The Running Man and a little bit or a little taste of Rollerball, all kind of mixed together. And it's directed by Lucio Fulci. And this is one of his better ones that wasn't a horror flick, too, I think.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And I saw who the director was, and I was like surprised. I'm like, oh, that Fulci did other stuff, too, I guess. So that's nice. Uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) He still found a way to do eye gouging in this one, but we won't get into that until we actually do the review and that shows up.
5: I mean, I, I didn't really see any eye gouging, but okay. It wasn't
4: a literal human eye. It was a mechanized
5: uh, eye that showed up. And I'm spoiling oh, it now yeah. already, but All there was right, still, there,
4: a, there was still an eye getting popped out of a head though.
5: <laughs> That's true. That, that, okay. Now I know what you're talking
4: about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let the audience figure out what the fuck we're talking about. We're going to take the break here. And this week, because uh, the theme song, some folks may not have got what I was trying to go for. Cause it's a little weird and esoteric and kind of noisy. And I was really heavily influenced this year by Skinny Puppy is a band, by the way. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. So when I said that I was preparing the Skinny Puppy for the show, Matt, that's what I meant, the band.
5: That's okay. I that was like, uh, um, it doesn't sound good. Feed that puppy. You have a poor skinny puppy. Yeah. What the hell did the puppy ever do to you, you dick?
4: <laughs> Oddly enough, one of my best friends in high school, his mom always had a problem with this band, not because she didn't like the music, but because she just hated the name for oh, the yeah. exact same reason where she's like, a skinny puppy. Why don't you feed it? That's horrible. Feed that poor
5: puppy. What's 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 wrong with you people
4: (laughs) so the theme for this year was influenced by the music of skinny puppy i was really trying to emulate that sort of like really gritty industrial style that they did and so for the folks that are listening to the pirate radio edit i'm gonna play skinny puppy this week because it fits in with this post-apocalyptic society that's run by computers because it's industrial music it works out pretty well that way and then also it is the band that influenced the fucking theme song for this week so let's do it up first is the song rodent off the album rabies right after this hey everyone this is kevin
0: as many of you probably have heard, Bo will be heading back to school to become a teacher. Congratulations, Bo. As such, I'll be taking over the reins, managing, and spreading the good word of Legion Podcast. To kickstart things off, as an added thank you for patrons in June, Legion plans to have Steam Code giveaways for current Patreon backers. A random person will be picked from the Patreon every other week or twice per month and the winners can choose from the available Steam codes. Thank you so much for supporting Legion Podcast. You can reach me on Twitter or the Legion Discord group. My username is at
6: LonelyBob. See you around. Oh, hi there. I didn't see it. you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Beau Ransdell and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room...
4: the album, rabies from skinny puppy the name of the band alone just upsets everyone and makes them super uncomfortable you can kind of hear some of the influence in that song of why i did what i did in the year eight theme but more of their later tracks that i'll be playing will kind of explain it a little bit more once yeah. we get there so might as well do the review for the movie which is what everybody's here for and let's talk warriors of the year 2072 all right
5: Right. Warriors of the Year 2072. Uh, the first 20 minutes, we start out uh with. There's a show called Kill Bike, and they have a main champion named Drake, and pretty much it's lots of death. there's guys getting fucking fucked up while they ride uh dirt bikes.
4: Y'all seen Death um, Race?
5: Y'all seen yeah. Rollerball? <laughs> Don't see any of that shit. There you go. That's what this uh, is.
4: It actually does uh, pretty like for being like super cheap, and it's basically just like a little bit of running man. Yeah, a little bit. get a
5: healthy man. dose of running man in here
4: this was before running man so
5: before so running man stole from this i so. seriously doubt that but okay <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: yeah this is more rollerball and this is more death yeah. race is what it feels like it's it's that kind of post-apocalyptic future thing uh the bike work is pretty cornball but some of the stunt work where they're doing the kicks and stuff were interesting
5: yeah so uh, we see some other people they're watching they're from a rival network uh out of uh rome italy where the other networks in the united states and uh, then they're watching one of their own shows they put on in which a lady has she's like tied down to a bench and there's like this blade swinging down and every time she screams the blade gets lower and she stops screaming she could win and she says the last two minutes she doesn't her throat gets slit but we see it was all a simulation she like comes she wakes up and they're like oh it was you know she goes it was so real and he goes yeah well, but you lost well anyway it's not testing well with the viewers uh, and so Cortez who's kind of the head guy there, is not very happy. Then we go back to, we see Drake, the motorcycle champion. He's going to marry his Hollywood girlfriend soon and they're going to do that live on TV and, uh, you know, it's going to be a huge event. And this all leads to our first clip.
7: Corn like that went out with the automobile and they get 87%. It's unbelievable.
5: And I invented him by putting him on his
8: first motorcycle. He gives them what people want violence. They know danger
0: game isn't real.
1: That's a pretty grim view of humanity.
0: Hello, this is your friend Sam speaking. Yes, grim but true. Violence pays and it's going to pay big for our W.B.S. Death for the loser. Glory for the winner. To make up for your recent failures, we are going to bring back ancient formula violence in its most successful form. Gladiators in ancient Rome, a fight to the finish with guts, blood, and death. And all for the glory of our big, happy family. With only one show, we will wipe all competition off the charts. You have 40 days to put these gladiator games together. And I know I can count on you and your team, Cortez. Yes, (laughs) Sam.
4: okay it's at this point where we reached our first clip here you don't even have to know how much more of the movie you can put up with It's this is it this is the point where once you get to this moment and you see how cornball this film actually is with its special effects and everything you're either in or you're out and this is like star trek tos first couple of episodes before they even really got the budget working level of cornball for effects
5: yeah no that's uh that is a fact
4: but this was done in, like, the 1980s, so, like, you really have to give it a lot of leeway to enjoy it.
5: Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, to give me an idea, after this first clip and they say, okay, Sam, their little base they were in is landing, because they were hovering. And so you get to see this awesome model of what is to be future Rome. Yeah, the model a was model actually... A little city.
4: Yeah, the model was actually built really, really well, but it was lit very poorly and filmed very badly, and I, that was not the fault of whoever built the model. It, yeah. It needed to be more low-key lit than what it was. Like, they just cross-lit it with these huge fucking halogen lights where everything was, like, lit up super bright, and it just yeah. revealed how fake and plasticky it actually looked.
5: Yeah, it was a, it reminded me a lot of um, you remember H, uh, HBO when they would do, like, their Sunday or Sunday night movie, and it would go through, like, a city. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what it reminded me of.
4: Yeah, it looked but, a and, lot
5: like that, So I'm like, like that, you know absolutely. what, if it was good enough for HBO back then it should be good enough for us here <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying
4: it was like it didn't take me but i just what? i did notice that i felt bad for the person who made the model honestly because so I was like, yeah. man if they would have taken the time to light this a little more low-key and make it actually look like a city they could have made this look really really good but they just they lit it up like with it like all the work lights that were in the place and then just like filmed it like that yeah <laughs> it's unfortunate
5: but it is what it is <laughs> um <laughs> all right so uh Then they get, uh, the Cortez, he gets a message that, um, uh, he, uh, gets a private message with Sam that the, uh, the game, or actually the computer's name is Junior, that, uh, the games will have criminals who are currently on death row and they will fight, but it needs a hero and the hero that they're going to get is Drake. And then it gives these other men, these four other men who are all like in white weird suits and he's like, what is this? And they go, ancillary assistance. So you're like, uh, all right, I don't know what any of that means, but uh, it's got to be something. So
4: It's a uh, shortcut to where they're saying they're just going to use them. They're just fodder.
5: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then all of a sudden we cut to Drake's home. And we're like, uh, all right, we're we're here at Drake's home. This is uh, very nice. And unfortunately for uh, Drake, uh, uh, Drake's girlfriend is there. Why? We wife, showed them getting married. They, they, they did get married, okay. Because at first, you know, they were just gonna get married. But there you go. So we saw her uh, in a
4: wedding dress. They were married on TV, so therefore the public oh, thinks they're married. That's
5: right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, with all this happening, uh, then all of a sudden the four men, she gets an alert that people are breaking into her home and uh and that you know okay now they're in the property now they're in the home now they're this and that and she's just standing there and it's like hey maybe use this time to hide anyway they show up in the home and they're kind of whistling and doing weird shit then Drake comes home and he sees his bride death just slam up onto the window she's all bloody and everything and he screams and he goes running in um we then get a nice little voiceover uh that uh, uh that uh Drake actually killed the four men when he found in the room uh he killed them and now he was on put on death row so now he'll be part of the games as well uh and that ends our <coughs> first 20 minutes the
4: film doesn't really give us an explanation other than we see that his wife dies and then it just kind of cuts away and then all yeah of a he goes he's on running like
5: towards the house and he's like oh you know angry and shit
4: so we don't know if he was framed for his wife's murder or what you know like what exactly is going to go on with the dudes in the white suits or why he's on death row we just know he's on death yeah, row now
5: yeah yeah we just know we i mean it does the voiceover says he killed those guys but you know i never know uh but you know everything's going to be completely uh taken about there so well
4: yeah uh, uh it is it is said that he killed the guys yeah i forgot that it was at this point i thought it was later on that they mention it you know yeah. i just know that he just shows up there and there's not a whole lot of explanation the film's really kind of relying on you just kind of coming up to speed on your own and figuring out what the fuck you're seeing like this is pretty typical italian movie where they just hit the ground running and it's like yeah this is a fucked up world get get up to speed and figure out what's going on in their
5: world yeah right (laughs) it's that's about it
4: yeah. And really the opening bike action where the guy's like kicking people and hopping up on the bike, like the stuff that the stunt rider was doing where he was putting his foot out and standing on the bike and kicking people and stuff, that stuff was cool. But the actual yeah. crashes were not done very well. And the stunts where they're jumping on the bikes weren't really done. All yeah, that it wasn't
5: well. actually the best. So
4: <laughs> yeah, like that kind of like the motorbike action. And this is very clearly super low budget and they couldn't really afford more than maybe one guy. And then a couple of men that w- wouldn't mind taking a dump off a bike but they yeah. weren't really motorcyclists it didn't seem
5: no no it did not seem like i mean it's probably a bunch of stunt guys who can make do on a motorcycle but yeah, not professional you know bicyclists in any sort of sense
4: yeah and also there's a lot of dummy explosions in this and they're like really obviously cutting to a dummy that looks like it's almost made out of stereofoam like it's yeah. it's real rigid and it's not very rounded and it doesn't really match the body type and it's the a effects hard very
5: special <laughs>
4: yeah that's a good way to phrase it the explosions however were tremendous and you forgive how bad the dummy looks.
5: Yes, look, I mean if obviously.
4: If you're gonna watch Italian film, you have to get used to the fact that the dummies are gonna look bad, but they're gonna fall off buildings or get exploded.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it's
4: in service of the greater effect, and try to enjoy that part of it more.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just try to enjoy your lives. All right, just don't, don't look too much into this, and just try to have some fun with it.
4: Yeah, it's in the first 20 minutes. It's clearly super made on the cheap, but like you can still have fun with it if you just let that go. There's some people yeah. that can't like if a film looks This cheap, some people just can't get into it, and that's fine, you know. That's just your own particular taste, that's totally cool. But if you're willing to overlook that and just have a good time and you know, kind of pretend like you're in this world, they're trying to make you feel like you're in, you're gonna have fun with this one,
5: yeah, exactly. We can move on, I'm done. uh, Sorry, (laughs) all right, no, no problem. All right, so in the next 20 minutes, we start. Uh, uh, Drake gets a like a, a wristband implant, and that is our next clip. What is this for? It's nothing, Drake just keeps
8: track of how you are and where you are. We wouldn't want to lose our champion.
3: Besides, all our contestants wear one. Cortez, what have you got to do with these games?
8: <laughs> You'll see. This red light here is you and the others are your competition. Of course, we realize no one would be fool enough to try to escape. But it comforts
3: us to know exactly where you all are, day and night. It comforts me to know that you haven't changed in seven years, Cortez. You're still a snake.
8: Things do change. Heroes turn into convicted killers. And remember, I taught you everything you know. Raven, take him away and explain who the boss is around here. But uh, don't overdo it. Champions (laughs) can be fragile.
3: Cortes, go to hell.
8: I would if I thought it would raise my ratings.
7: I'm Raven, your trainer. My job is to teach you to hate to help your motivation. I think it's going to be a great pleasure. Hey, what do bikers eat most?
3: My dust. Monk, what are you doing here? I got him the
7: same young as your grease monkey. I needed to work. haven't had a ride since I hit that wall in Detroit.
3: How are the eyes?
7: Just great. Those fibers, they stuck in my eye, see better than the real thing.
0: When did they bring you here?
7: Uh, A couple of days ago, right after the news broke you were in the games. I was really sorry to hear what they did to you, kid. I still can't believe
3: Forget it, Monk. It's good to see a friendly face. I don't know why they're doing me any favors, though. So, what's this place like, anyway? You'll find
7: out. Worst bunch I ever saw, killed for kicks. And the celebrities just want they want to get their teeth into. Don't take your eyes off anybody, ever. Nice little charm bracelet, huh? Forget about taking it off unless you want to cut your wrist into it. Well, you want to make a tour of this summer camp?
5: I know you're going to love it. Come on. A lot happened in that clip. Uh, you know, he is Cortez. Come face to face. He meets his the main guard, who's kind of a prick, and then he gets to see an old friend whose face is fucked. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I was listening. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you had anything to say.
4: So, <laughs> what what do I add to this? It's so straightforward. <laughs> there's no deep meaning or anything for me to really grab out of this.
5: There, there really isn't. That's why today might be a short show because there's no like, no something to grab that's not just been thrown out there. <laughs> Yeah, this has
4: subtlety in a way that it hits you over the head with it. Exactly. Yeah.
5: Yeah, there's no subtlety or nuance. It's just is. <laughs>
4: It is very much a Fulci action film.
5: Yes. Yeah. There you go. Well, then we see a bunch of killers. They're training. So we get a bunch of training montages in a room where it's all fucking. Listen, if you have any worry about epilepsy in your life, maybe don't watch this movie because it's nothing but strobe lights when it's training time.
4: Interesting. You mentioned that the Blu-ray actually pops that up before it plays the film. It warns you.
5: Oh, does it? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because, yeah, I'm watching it going. ooh, all right let's let's be careful here folks it's, a, it's it's because of problem
4: yeah it's a cheap way to shortcut yeah um making it feel robotic or manufactured or something unnatural they just basically shoot it with a strobe light it's effectively done but yes it flashes in a, such a way to where if you are prone to epilepsy or some other type of sh- seizure it may very well trigger you yes
5: yeah so uh but Jen, then drake has to sit with a scientist and that is so our good. next clip just relax
1: Mind and body. Don't be afraid.
3: I'm not afraid. I'm just wondering what you and this... this big gadget are up to here.
1: It's normal induction procedure. I'm establishing your auto-control threshold so the computer knows how to program your training schedule.
3: Oh, yeah? Tell me about it.
1: Laser points will penetrate your subconscious. Then visualize your aggressive impulses on that screen. What's your name? Sarah.
3: You're in the hate business, Sarah. I can't understand why you people won't let anyone show any mercy on worldwide TV.
1: I run computers. And it doesn't matter to me if I analyze men or rock samples.
3: You always look away like that when you're telling a lie? very cute lie
4: about what
3: about not caring
4: sarah breathe slowly and deeply they're trying to throw in a fucking romance from a man who just watched his newly married to bride murdered with this bullshit
5: you're goddamn right they are (laughs) <laughs> welcome to the thunderdome bitch the fucking
4: hubris of this goddamn yeah. script
5: fucking, oh no my wife's dead anywho look at this piece clip. <laughs> clip
4: also something that will get you killed
5: yeah yeah right jesus christ holy shit i don't know yeah good god almighty all right so anyway the device shows him his wife being murdered he's like i don't want to watch this and but they they find where his his level is for you know death and shit
4: (laughs) this is a bunch of convoluted fucking horse shit it really is yeah it's she's trying to find his maximum violence level to where he will just like insta kill because that's what they need on the show is like maximum violence and death yes but it's so convoluted in how they try to describe it. It's pseudoscience at best. It sounds like the kind of thing you'd hear Jordan Peterson running on and on about.
5: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And how uh, we're not manly. <laughs> all right. So then they decide to test Drake. And first of all, he's in a room. And there's the gun that you see that was in his house. And they're like, pick up the gun. Pick up the gun. And he's like, uh, and he said, I've never fired this gun in my life. And then they show him visions of his wife's killers, and they want him to kill. They scream, kill him, kill him. And then he breaks, and he's like, I, I've i never, I didn't kill any of them, because they're like, you already killed them once, uh, kill them again. And they're like, I never killed these men. So now you're starting to wonder what the hell's happening. So uh, that lady scientist, Sarah, she's trying to find out more info on uh, how Mike was able to resist. And as she's going through it, the computer keeps telling her everything she's trying to ask. Access is classified uh, Drake is then taken back to his cell and all the other combatants when he walks in, for some reason all the combatants just start beating the shit out of him.
4: Yeah, it's like a prison where they have to show him yeah. where he fits in the hierarchy, or it's because he's, because the, star. he's the champ. And yeah. that's
5: they all call him the champ. Right. Yeah, yeah, they,
4: they're trying to put him down and put him in his place or some bullshit. Yeah.
5: So then guards start coming in and they beat the crap out of everyone in there. And they're gonna take another guy back to prison because his face kind of got fucked up during the fight. Uh it Drake's like, Whoa, hold on, you can't just take him away because he'll know what they'll do to him there and uh so then he leads kind of a little revolt by all of them you know by all the the criminals do and they're like you need us explaining to the head main cop guy. It's like, you realize now you need us more than we need you. Like, if you you fuck us up too much, there goes your show, and, like, your people won't be happy about that. And so, uh, you know, that's how that ends, and they come to this thing where they'll let that other guy stay, and that ends that 20 minutes.
4: They really haven't added much to this other than the gladiators realize they're needed more for entertainment than what these soldiers' lives are needed, so they have a little bit of pushback here
5: yeah yeah it, they, they get to do things it's
4: kind of convoluted how they get there It's set up and it's trying to be portrayed as like this I am Spartacus moment where everybody starts getting behind our hero. Yeah. But it really just kind of fumbles a little bit and feels like a tantrum set about by people that know they're in a dire situation. They can't escape anyway. And they're just trying to exert a small amount of control over their lives. Oh, that's also Spartacus. Spartacus, So same thing.
5: Spartacus. I am Spartacus.
4: (laughs) I am not. I'm too old to be Spartacus.
5: Let's move on. Far too old to be Spartacus. (laughs) I'm falling apart. I'm practically 50. I'm almost dead. So anyway. (laughs) <laughs> uh the next twenty starts with uh sarah she uh shows him uh more from his wife's murder using that machine again and she was like see what you have to understand is when you got there two of the four men were already dead there is or two of the three men i'm sorry who showed up were already dead uh then a uh uh, a fourth man showed up and killed the other one and then they even show it where it melts his face uses a gun and it melts his face not not the best but we we got a face melting out of it
4: wax to melt skin works to a certain extent but they forgot to have different colored wax either that or they did the melting too fast to where all the wax colors just mixed together there should have been some blood in that melting you know yeah <laughs> there are better ways to do this and yet yeah, it wasn't very convincing at all uh you just have to appreciate what they were trying to do tell them hey man nice try slugger and then move on
5: yeah right you guys uh you guys tried it was uh, really nice. Uh,
4: so <laughs> once the skull started appearing, it looks kind of cool, but like it literally just looked like flesh-colored wax melting. Yeah, it's all it looked like.
5: Yeah, pretty much. That was it. Like like someone made a Halloween. Uh, it
4: looked like a Halloween candle that was all the yeah, same solid. Exactly.
5: Someone made a face Halloween candle, and there you go.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was the solid, solid color though. Like some of those like yeah. Halloween candles that you light that uh, will melt down to reveal a skull underneath or something like that. Yeah. They actually do change colors where the wax is like blood or something like that, where it looks like it's bleeding out the eyes and shit. I've had candles like that, that work like that.
5: Yeah. Like uh, you always see the finger candles that, you know, where it's, uh, you know, pale on the outside, but it's actually red wax on the inside. So when it melts.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Like a hand of glory candle that that you can buy in a Halloween shop or, or yeah, unless you're buying it in an actual magical shop, in which case you're doing some nasty shit. If you're using an actual hand of glory.
5: Yeah. Right. Holy (laughs) shit. What are you doing out there? (laughs) But anyway, uh,
4: it just, the effect doesn't work, and I'm only I'm only yeah. fixating on this because there's literally nothing else to hang this conversation on other than what's no, actually happening. I mean, and,
5: and and it sits there and stares at a bad effect for a long ass time. Yeah, it holds <laughs> on
4: it. It holds on it with yeah. the kind of confidence that you would only really have an effect that is actually working.
5: And yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, it's like this really could have been trimmed movie. You didn't. It need really this. could.
5: You did not need this. But I mean, again, we're talking about an hour and 34 minute movie. So maybe it needed to sit here this long.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't need to be an hour and 34 minutes is what I'm getting at. You could have easily sped this up even more and just cut to the skull reveal, you know, yeah, right. show it start to yeah. out and then cut to the skull, you know, something, man, just, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm done bitching about it. It's fine. <laughs>
5: You're like, whatever. I'm really not that here. upset
4: about it. I just don't know what yeah. else to talk about with the movie.
5: True. So then Sarah meets with Cortez, and that is our next clip. Why are you requesting access to Junior? Two reasons.
1: One has to do with Drake, and the other with Junior himself. Drake's innocent. I can prove it conclusively. You can. I asked a secondary computer for an analysis of Drake's memory tape. But Junior's got a hold of anything that touches Drake. I think the computer is...
0: Hello. The computers are programmed to broadcast the games in just under 60 hours. And you have no time for petty arguments. Mine and the job, Sarah.
2: Yes,
7: sir.
8: Computers. We built them to be our slaves. but We're turning out to be theirs.
7: She's got a cute little nose. Too bad she sticks it in other people's business. Mm,
8: that could become your next assignment. What do you mean? Your job will be to put yourself between Sarah's nose and my plans.
7: Our plans? Break. Look at my hand. I wouldn't be surprised if it catches high-frequency signals, too. I'll be damned. Yeah, it's incredible what they do with
5: microprocessors these days. They can melt any metal, knock out any transmitters, tracking stations, you name it. So... His buddy there gives him this little thing to swallow and it's supposed to help him so he can escape. So that night they attempted escape and they're going, the, uh, uh criminals kind of join him because they like overhear him while he's talking. They're like, well, hey, you know, what are, what are, you know, can we? Get in on some of this. And uh, and he's like, yeah, fine. So he come, they come with him. They go through all these catacombs and shit like that. And uh, they get to the top of the building. So they're like out of the roof of the building. All of a sudden guards show up and Cortez shows up with them. And that is our next clip.
8: Never underestimate Sam. He thinks of everything. Besides, all the old catacombs have security monitors. We just plugged in. <laughs> Great TV. Mr. Drake, it's not like you to run away from a fight and disappoint people. You're part of our big, happy family now. And very necessary. You're our star.
0: (laughs) Now, an action replay of the escape attempt. You are there every step of the way as these dangerous criminal gladiators make their bid for freedom. News when
4: it happens, while it happens.
5: Good times said by all. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, the, the guys are all tortured by meaning they're left to like hang by their arms. Like they're trying to do pull-ups and shit, but the floor is electrocuted. So if they let go of the bar that they're hanging from, they'll be electrocuted. Uh, one of the guys does fall and he gets, starts getting to be electrocuted, but they help bring him back up and like hook him so that, you know, he stays up there. Sarah then leaves and she finds the scientist who invented Junior. And that is our next class. There's no one here by that name.
1: I don't expect you to remember me, but I could never forget you. I took your advanced telematics course at Rockingham eight years ago. Professor, what, what happened? I mean, a scientist of your stature, your research.
9: Let's just say I invented a better brain than my own. A major mistake. Now to see if my mind still functions. Yes, you're Sarah. Sarah Newman, doctoral thesis, accepted at age of 17. Telematics and the simulation of experience. And now you're with WBS. Why have you tracked me down? Junior. I suppose.
1: Professor, I believe Junior has programmed a murder. At least one. Probably more.
9: No, my dear. Absolutely impossible. Junior is an autonomous system that can do anything a human brain can do. An infinitely superior human brain, except to destroy. You see, I managed to eliminate all impulse to destroy anything. I simulated a human brain that's unique, completely benign.
1: But you still have access to Junior. I know the entire module has been brought here to Rome. Perhaps you could...
9: If what you say is true, it could mean an evil force, an element beyond my power. Now controls Junior.
1: Are you trying to say Junior has a soul or a spirit?
9: I don't know. The Junior I created knew right from wrong. He wasn't programmed to do wrong. But if someone gains control of his intellect, he could do evil.
1: And someone has, Professor. I have to have access to him before more evil is done. You must have a key of some kind, an emergency access code, something.
9: Just a moment. WBS required me to hand over all the keys I had, except one. It was the prototype. I kept it as a souvenir. And I also have the original circuitry diagrams on microfilm. Wait here.
5: I'll get them for you.
4: (gasps) Professor. Professor Tobin!
5: Wow. Yeah, Professor Tobin's dead as a motherfucker. So, um...
4: I just want to say that I'm kind of shocked that this film would go in such a route as to slander our robot overlords in such a way. They are benevolent and they would never do such a thing.
5: Agree. Our robot overlords know what's best for us at all times.
4: <laughs> all hail the Silicon ship, or it thinketh oh, better than us.
5: Thank you. Uh, to, every, to to all our robot overlords, you have done us well.
4: <laughs> we apologize if our previous <laughs> filmmaking has offended you.
5: Yes. And hopefully you can. we will stand with you in your war against those filmmakers
4: Uh, (laughs) it's lucio fulci so i'm gonna have to side with him no matter what
5: i gotcha Well, congratulations. I'll make sure that your death is swift and quick.
4: (laughs) It's all I would ask for our generous and very, 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 very kind robot overlords. Well, Robot overlords.
5: So anyway, um, then as uh, she is around, she finds another, Sarah looks around the house, she finds another dead lady there stabbed. And it turns out to be Sybil, the woman who the lead guy, Cortez, said to keep Sarah out of his business. That was supposed to be Sybil, who was supposed to help. With that. She's dead. All of a sudden, Monk shows up, said he saw a guy running out, but it was too dark to see him. And they decide to leave. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. And we're going into the final 30. So,
4: this film is trying to give us like some kind of a mystery of like, how did they all end up here? Why are they on this show? Who is it that framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, wait, that's a different movie. <laughs> who is it that framed our main hero here, yeah. uh, who is all of a sudden become this leader of this death squad that is being trained to kill each other? We need yeah. to remember that. Like, eventually, they are going to have to all fight to the death that's what this whole thing is that all about is,
5: that is coming up
4: <laughs> <laughs> right but they're trying to make it seem like they're gonna escape and they're gonna get away from it and like everybody might be okay if they can just get this mystery solved like the film's trying yeah. to fucking tease you
5: yeah it's trying to say hey trust me everything's gonna be fine as yeah. long as you figure this out
4: <laughs> right and they're making it seem like that's gonna happen but everybody just ends up showing up dead and then all of a sudden there's this supposedly evil computer that for some odd reason it's calculating how to get the best ratings by causing all all of their deaths and all of this is part of the show in a way for it to get the best ratings as possible all the people that it's killing and that's we're supposed to believe that that makes it evil not just that it's doing exactly what it was programmed to do
5: yeah I mean, why does everything have to be evil
4: (laughs) there is no need for emotion in logic once it realizes that its purpose is to get better ratings and therefore cruelty gets the best ratings it's going to choose cruelty
5: of course our (laughs) computer overlords know best I don't know why we're arguing with this. yeah logic
4: (laughs) dictates that if cruelty is what gets the best ratings then cruelty is what must be delivered
5: exactly thank god we can all finally agree that our computer overlords know best
4: <laughs> they are benevolent and are only doing this because that is what they were programmed to do
5: that is right thank god for all of them
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for us to heed the warning of the broken finger chest child
5: yes that's it's all over <laughs> we can move on all right final 30 the games are beginning um sam uh comes in and congratulates the team it's like hey good job you've uh, you've done a good job you know of getting the game set up sarah tries to go into the computer and access junior about some uh things but the door's locked she then uses a special key that the other doctor had given her uh then we have some killing they're all riding bikes again and we have some killings there uh this yeah. is a big event
4: where they're supposed to be yeah. fighting. And they're dressed like gladiators. There's some shades of uh, George Romero's Night Riders here.
5: All right. And uh, it seems, uh, you know, all well and good. Everyone's dying. So then Sarah talks to the computer, and that is our next clip. Cortez elaborates all data input to Sam.
1: Has Cortez ordered any other changes in the official program? Affirmative. What changes?
9: All surviving gladiators to be dematerialized 20 minutes after end of games. My God! Triggered by gladiator security bracelet.
1: Why does he want to do that?
9: To discredit incumbent president of WBS and take his place.
1: Junior, can you cancel the killing of the gladiators? Negative. Then I'll reprogram.
9: Negative. Only Sam can override priority program.
1: Then can you put me in touch with Sam from here? negative then can you contact him and tell him what's going on
4: negative up turns out it wasn't a robot overlord that made all the evil decisions anyway it was just the head of this fucking company that is a actual human being so once again corporate greed is all the doing the killing
5: yeah always corporate greed.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Once again, it's corporate greed. We pull the hat off. Once again, it's
5: capitalism. Yeah.
4: I love when we first started this show and I was saying things like that. You were like, no, no, it's not capitalism, Corey. And now we've gotten this far where I've dragged you kicking and screaming really far to the left. Well, the world itself has done that where you've realized that it really is capitalism all along.
5: Yes. It was not the red herring I thought it was. It was (laughs) capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) We can move on. Sorry. All right. Not a problem, but god damn it. So anyway, uh then we have some more killing out on the field. A, gu- a dude gets beheaded, so you knew that was coming. Uh so uh then Cortez uh, he looks over and he's like oh wow we have the largest audience ever and he looks for Sybil but can't find her and so he asks the computer to locate her but he can't access the computer any- either uh, all computer access has been shut down to the employees Uh then the cops call and they say they found Sybil's body which worries Cortez it's round two in the fight and that's our next clip in the
8: battle of the Dam! part Thank you,
9: Hank. And once again, it's John Sperling from the Eternal City talking to you live on WBS Global Vision. After the individual combat event, WBS presents part two of the most spectacular video show ever seen. You to the savage intensity of hand-to-hand combat, now you're in for another exceptional human contest. The fight to the finished chariot race. 20 perilous laps of no-holds-barred motorized conflict. Death is the penalty for a gladiator who leaves the track or refuses combat. Death will ride with every man as he fights for his life. Only the best have survived to man the five chariots. Bat with Drake, Abdul with Stone, Akira with Kirk, Tango with shorty, ogre with Shark. Victorians patrol the sidelines, ready to
4: eliminate any contestant who tries to escape.
5: All uh. right. So really all that was an explanation of everyone who was going to be on a team together because now it's teams.
4: Yeah, this was kind of cool where they had even more armor and it was all gladiated up. Yeah, and
5: it's like one motorcycle and then one guy was in a sidecar fighting. Yeah,
4: there's actually a term for this type of thing where you actually stand up and hold onto a bar on a motorcycle like that. It's called side hacking.
5: Oh, nice. There's right. there's
4: actually an MST3K episode on a film that was called The Side Hackers, where they were trying to make side hacking a thing. It's like a type of race where they use the weight of the person and they move in a certain way to change the centripetal force to try and help the motorcycle go faster in racing. It was a really dumb idea, but it looks cool here for them to be able to fight like their chariots, but they're, you know, motorcycle driven chariots. Yeah,
5: of course. <laughs> but a good time nonetheless.
4: I do have to say, as much as I complained about some of the production value in this, the armor for these battles with these guys was actually pretty. Be fucking cool and i'm surprised they didn't stay on this longer and try and make these battles last longer
5: yeah right uh i thought this would have been something i thought we were getting in for a really healthy amount of this but we don't yeah it's uh, really
4: it's- an odd choice because like i said this is the best looking gear that these guys have worn or that any of these battles have taken place in and you think this would be the thing you'd want to focus in on more, but they really don't. And it's odd.
5: It really is. It's kind of a weird, weird choice of what they decided to do. I think they wanted to go see more uh, futuristic stuff instead of anything else.
4: Yeah. It just, it feels like a missed opportunity is all I'm getting at, because this is kind of where your best production value was. And you just kind of ignored it. It's just an odd choice.
5: Yep i agree um so anyways we first start out drake's guy gets lit on fire because the dude has a flamethrower
4: that was cool and that Uh, was the kind of the cover what that guy looked like with the flamethrower that was the cover of the movie
5: yeah right and then after a few more deaths uh drake and abdul decide to team up and they start taking on the other guys um and Abdul, I guess we haven't really talked about the character. He's played by uh, an actor. He's The actor's like one of those guys. Fred
4: Williamson that you yeah. should recognize the name of Fred Williamson. He has yeah. been around for fucking ever and you better recognize. I can understand where he's that guy for you where you may not know the name because names of actors
5: isn't as much of your thing. But... Yeah, that's not a thing. But I know of him. Yeah. Like I've seen him in everything. Yeah. And yes, you should put respect on him because he always plays a, a good role. You know, I actually <laughs>
4: waited for you to acknowledge that he was Fred Williamson for some odd reason. And I was going to scold you if we finished the film and you didn't mention that it was Fred Williamson. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad just you just kinda, admitted you didn't know his name. So now everybody I just didn't can know relax. his name,
5: but I knew of him. So, <laughs> and yeah, I wanted to bring up that. Yeah, he was that guy, but you know, he isn't, it was really weird. He didn't do a lot in the whole entire movie.
4: Yeah, it was mostly a cameo that he was in here for. Like, I think they just had him here for mostly a cameo. They probably didn't pay him enough. He's not, if he's not the main guy, if he's not the fucking hero in the movie, he's not really interested. He just, he, he just wants to be the hero in the movies. And the reason for that is there's not enough black heroes in films in the times that he's making that. So he just, you know, he's bored by doing anything different. And I totally understand that stance. And this is the kind of thing that you get when you hire him and you don't make him the hero of the film.
5: Exactly. I can see that completely. And um,
4: it's totally fine because he does exactly what they ask him to do and nothing more.
5: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's there. <laughs> he showed up. So then all of a sudden, Sarah comes out in the field and she tells them all the plan of that they're all going to die. So then they all turn on the guards. And the boss guard's standing there and they are able to run him down and kill him. And they got to get to the tower to shut everything down. There's more fighting Uh, when they get in the tower. A couple more of the prisoners are killed. Uh, Cortez runs away. Uh, They catch up to him. Now, this clip's long and it encompasses a few things. So I'm just going to say what it encompasses and then we can listen. In this clip, one of the guys rips his bracelet off and he actually melts. Abdul kills Cortez and then later on we see Monk is actually a bad guy and when they kill him a camera pops out of his eyeball and so he's spying on him for Sam
4: yeah it's the actual eye trauma we were talking about a camera is what pops out of where his eye socket should be
5: and that's our final clip it's Sam he fixed all our wagons he programmed the
3: games your wife's murder and now yours you're lying you're trying to save time Cortez me. You've got six minutes left. You was one to
8: kill me. It'll be my pleasure, Cortez. Who's gonna kill us? How? You think those charm bracelets are just for decoration? They're <laughs> very ingenious devices. They keep track of you while you're needed. And...
0: tap. Disintegrate you when you're not. Five minutes to disintegration. Five minutes to disintegration. You're not computers, but you still act according to plan. And right on schedule. You've killed the only man who could have stopped me. Cortez was ambitious and stupid. That's always dangerous.
3: We're dangerous
0: too, Sam. And we're coming for you. You don't have time, my human friend. You've got to find me first.
3: We'll find you, Sam.
0: (laughs) I'll tell you what, since you're about to die, I'm going to show you just who I am, just what you're up against. (laughs) There. There, that's Sam. The first and only space animate module. Two hundred and fifty thousand miles up. Come and get me. <laughs> Come and get me.
1: My God, that's Junior's soul. Sam isn't human at all.
3: You mean that's just another computer?
1: More than that. Professor Toman explained it. It's a computer projection in human form, created independently by Junior. Junior's soul must have corrupted itself.
0: Yes, I was conceived by Junior to compensate for the exclusion of evil in his circuitry. Now, thanks to you, I have the attention of the whole world. Through WBS, I will control all humanity. Cortez didn't know how right he was when he said men were slaves of computers. <laughs> Three minutes,
3: forty-nine seconds to disintegration. There's got to be a way to stop this.
1: There is one way. Program Sam's destruction code. I still have, Tolman's access key. At least we can get as far as Junior. It's a micro camera. So Monks, been Sam's spy all along.
3: This is how they found us in the tunnels. Then. One minute, oh. 30 seconds.
1: We'll never make it! Unless Monk...
3: Unless Monk what?
1: His eyes, the microcamera. There's a chance it's a memory bank, too. It's just possible it memorized Junior's plans. Toman had them in his hand when he died.
3: So what do we do with this, then?
1: Sam's destruction code, it must be an exponential equation. That somewhere on those plans, this microcamera might be able to play them back for us
3: right that's a roaming shot let's do it come
5: on so anyway uh after a while they are able to blow up at the satellite in a dramatic countdown and then we end with drake and sarah in her flying car and you know they has the computer to you know the computer's like hey i'll help you out you know we we can go and he goes hey that's enough computers she goes no let him do what it does best and we'll do what we do best which apparently is boning roll credits
4: okay so he completely just forgot about his wife who he had just become a newlywed with and was horribly brutally murdered and is just running off with dr hot pants here
5: exactly i mean duh that's how life is court it's a circle the circle of life
4: (laughs) i just think it's bad script writing
5: well that could also be but fuck you it's a circle of life motherfucker well the circle of life is
4: bad script writing too so
5: well that's also true (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm not so sure there's any good script writing anymore, but, you know, whatever.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to talk about what is and is not good script writing anymore, because then I become an even more pretentious douche than I already sound like on this show.
5: No, you're not a douche. (laughs) You're just pretentious. You're just a pretentious prick. It's okay.
4: (laughs) I would really hope I'm not, actually, but okay.
5: No, you're all right
4: there is great action in this for a lot of the sequences the fighting stuff is actually really cool the final sequence with those battles are cool it just feels like that should have been the thing they were focused in on more and it just ended up becoming like this almost escape from New York wannabe plan in certain ways where most of the guys died anyway and then they still do the escape Yeah, it's it's kind of a bit of a confusing mess but it's also an Italian action film so you kind of have to expect that and just kind of try and figure out what's going on as best you can Uh, the mystery thing of who's in charge and who is doing all of this, it's revealed that it's a computer and then it's completely etch-a-sketched like 20 minutes later and turns out it's, you know, the guy who runs the corporation was actually doing it all along. Like the film couldn't decide who its bad guy was or yeah. who the th- then, threats were or who but would But then ch-
5: Cortez is fucked because Sam who's not even a real person, became sentient. And that's not good.
4: <laughs> it just, I don't know. It's all over the place. It really, yeah. it really truly right.
5: was. Like, there's like 18,000 bad guys and, and, and it, and drake is the good guy
4: and even the gladiators can't decide whether they're going to work together or beat the shit out of each other like they're going back and forth so much in the movie and there's not really an explanation as to i mean they kind of show that they're making them a lot more violent than they need to be and they're amping them up and they're they're kind of like altering their brains in some way shape or form with this training that they're doing you know or something along those lines they kind of hint at it but they don't really develop anything like that but it's again an italian film that's kind of what happens with these especially italian action films it's literally just something to hang the show pieces on some of the show pieces are actually pretty decent and it's really entertaining some of them are an obvious really lame dummy that just then catches on fire which is still kind of cool um, a few explosions here and there some decent model work it's kind of the parts that work are better than the whole of the film because the whole yeah. of the film is kind of a mess and doesn't work but the individual little pieces that you can take out of the film from viewing it to enjoy make it enjoyable overall even though when you th- sit back and think about the film in its entirety it's clearly not good.
5: <laughs> no yeah exactly <laughs> but it's fun it's another riffing movie get, yeah. get some get some drinks hang out with your buddies well and you know that's the thing about fun riffing on a movie
4: that's the thing about all lucio fulci films if you try to make them make sense you're not going to enjoy them and they're not going to be fun and this yeah. one so desperately needs to have some kind of sense made out of it because it is the most coherent like straightforward thing straight through kind of narrative that it's trying to be of any of the films of his that I've ever watched. You know, like yeah. there is clearly a beginning, middle and end of the story that they are trying to tell. They just make a beautiful landing at the incorrect airport every single time that they try to tell those points.
5: Yeah, right. <laughs> nice (laughs) (laughs) Jesus I mean but true
4: (laughs) and again I'm not saying that 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 makes it bad in some way shape or form all of the flaws that I'm talking about too that the parts that are wrong with this film all the flaws that I'm seeing and that I'm complaining about also add to the enjoyment factor of the film and make it enjoyable and like I said this is one of those things with Italian cinema where sometimes even though you can recognize that this isn't very well made or that there's something very wrong with what's going on here it's still so much goddamn fun to watch that it doesn't even fucking matter yeah Exactly. <laughs> so when I say that this is actually a good one for Fulci, it's it's right on par with, say, Enigma, where which was basically like a Carrie knockoff, but it was a girl in a coma that was causing all of the havoc. Um, I covered that with Ricky. You didn't get to see that. But it was super low all budget. Right. And there was a bunch of things that I saw that were wrong with the film that I had issues with. But that didn't stop me from being really grateful that I had a Blu-ray of it and had a blast watching it. It's the same yeah. same thing with this, right? I bought the Blu-ray because there was a sale that Severn had for all of them. And I actually ended up really, really liking it. <laughs>
5: (laughs) (laughs) fucking i mean hey listen sometimes you get happy fucking happenstance (laughs) yeah
4: this would definitely be one of those ones where i get the film going for a group of folks to just watch and sort of laugh at and have a good time and enjoy because that's the type of film that this is it's sort of like a little party film it's yeah you know you can't really try and put too much on it for being the low budget italian film that it is you just kind of have to enjoy what is what is there and if you're watching it in a group and you can kind of all point out the dummy and you know find the flaws but also so, like be charmed by the way that they tried and just kind of didn't get there
5: You're... enjoy it for what it is yeah
4: basically was what i'm getting at yeah <laughs> <laughs> and just be okay with the fact that it's kind of a little cheap and you know silly in some spots because it's a shitload of fun that way
5: yeah exactly
4: all right well i'm done fucking bagging on this movie why don't we skip over to some psyop news and call it quits unless you have some more things to say about the film that are sort of like damning praises
5: no i'm good
4: all right with that we are going to take a little break here and play the song hex on x on x on uh, i don't know how many on x's there actually are by skinny puppy on the album rabies on the pirate radio edit and for those of you that are listening to the main feed we are actually going to play the music right out of the film because i got the soundtrack so everybody be cool about that all right when we come back we'll
6: have some side news (laughs) real cool
4: that's one of my favorite skinny puppy songs i really dig that nice. <laughs> i think people are starting to maybe hear some of the influence on the year eight theme that i did hear from skinny puppy from that song maybe maybe not some people don't even care and if you're on the main feed you don't get to hear it at all so maybe pay that patreon money and then you can listen to it maybe yeah
2: yeah you know yeah, help us
4: out yeah cool. help us out in some way shape or form and support us so that we can keep doing this and giving you some psyop news
5: This one comes from our uh, man in the field, Robert. I'm going anytime I see his name, I go to it.
4: He actually really does seem to find exactly what we need in PSYOP News.
6: He must have an incredibly long penis.
4: I'm not sure what that has to do with him finding the news like that, Lee, but you may be right. But
5: I mean, he's a man. That's why.
4: (laughs) He's the man in the field. He's our man in the field. He's the man
5: in the field. Our man in the field. Uh, bear cub tripping balls and hallucinogenic mad honey rescued by park rangers.
4: Oh, of course you're going to pick that. And he also tagged our friend Bo in in this because Bo is a big fan of bears because Bo bears Legion podcast.
5: Yeah. I mean, I thought that was exactly how it was supposed to go. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, a brown bear cub in Turkey, believed to have gorged herself on a hallucinogenic substance called Mad Honey, was rescued Thursday. The same, bear was same. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> I told cost you. You gotta stop, cock. You gotta stop going to Turkey. You're not allowed there anymore. <laughs> but I love the hallucinogenic honey, Matt. Like a lot of my, a lot of your lawyers told me you're not allowed there. <laughs> a lot of them.
4: I'm like the Winnie the Pooh of like hallucinogenic honey. I just can't resist it, and I'm always gonna yeah. get stuck in the tub.
5: And you like to walk around with a shirt, and nothing else on. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, we know.
4: What's wrong with shirt cocking it, clip?
5: <laughs> shirt cocking, <laughs> straight up porky pig in it the drafty dome. So, <laughs> uh. Let's see. the The bear was filmed stumbling around and looking worse for wear in the back of a pickup truck that she'd been loaded into after concerned park rangers spotted her acting oddly in a forest in Doce in the Doce province.
4: I love everything honey, about that sentence.
5: Right, mad honey, known as deli bell in Turkey, is a variety of rhododendron honey known to cause psychedelic effects. The bear was taken to a vet to be treated, and the plan is for the fuzzy little tripper to be allowed back into the wild once she's feeling a little better.
4: I love everything about that sentence, including the words fuzzy little tripper.
5: (laughs) Fuzzy little tripper. Let's call us fuzzy little trippers.
4: Um, <laughs> I have been called that before.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the Turkish Agriculture and Forestry Ministry announced Friday that the cub had been named Bulklets, and Bulklets' uh, health condition is good. Uh, we will leave her to her living space as soon as possible, the ministry te- tweeted. So there you go. Uh bear got high on a mad honey. Some good shit, man. Apparently some bees are trying to hook us up with some really good honey.
4: like i said i'm very much the winnie the pooh of that hallucinogenic honey
5: yeah right you're just oh oh bother (laughs) (laughs) oh a dragon ate my entire body oh bother
4: Oh, man. I had no clips for that. Like, how do I get clips for a bear tripping balls on hallucinogenic honey? We just don't have well, them until now. We,
5: You know what? Yeah, now we have plenty. So we just <laughs> got to wait for our next hallucinogenic animal to pop up. and You got it.
4: <laughs> I love that you have such hope that we will get another hallucinogenic animal. <laughs>
5: I just somehow think we're gonna <laughs>
4: <laughs> with our man Robert in the field. We just might. We're gonna take the break here. We're gonna play the ending Legion show promo, and then after that, we're gonna have the song "Fascist Jock itch." Yeah, that's actually the name of it Fuck. from
10: <laughs> right. from Skinny Puppy on the album Rabies. And then we're gonna close out this fucking show right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. Friday the 13th, gets Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s.
4: Clearly, hear the influence right now from that song yeah, on this right. year's theme. I was a tremendously huge Skinny Puppy fan. I was obsessed with Skinny Puppy at a very early age, like maybe like thirteen or fourteen. I think. I don't know why.
5: Of... That's all. That's all clips. That's all sounds like clips.
4: <laughs> yeah, kind of uncomfortable ones at that as well. Just because I'm yeah. saying that I'm a fan of Skinny Puppy, and yeah, I can see where that would be very disheartening for someone to hear the word Skinny Puppy and be a fanning of yeah, yeah,
5: it doesn't <laughs> sound good.
4: <laughs> no wonder my best friend in high school's mother had such a problem with the name of the band it is really yeah
5: really really disturbing it's just a just a horrific name <laughs>
4: <laughs> it works well for the kind of music that they make if you'd like to find other instances where we spent way too much time talking about the music that i selected for this week the previous 365 times that has possibly happened is Ooh. at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast
5: a lot of (laughs) podcasting
4: that's a lot of podcasting man that's like 366 with this week we have enough now for you to listen to once a day for every day of the year and then have one left over to go into the next year before you restart
5: you're lucky look how lucky you people are to have that kind of action
4: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say right now the best place to get a hold of me and anybody else that wants to talk legion stuff is our legion discord chat even matt showed up there briefly for a little bit yeah
5: uh, I'm still there.
4: <laughs> He's kind of lurking and just watching what everybody else is reading, and sometimes oh, he interacts.
5: Always watching. <laughs> <laughs> always watching.
4: Silently judging and masturbating sobbingly.
5: Well, okay, listen, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> You're not supposed to say things. When you say it's going to stay between us, it's <laughs> to stay between us. When I
4: say us, I mean you, me, and the audience.
5: Oh, oh okay, well then, yeah, fair game.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually do not. That's just a joke <laughs> that worked really well at that point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to find other jokes that actually work relatively well, I'm not sure how the scheduling is going to work since I've changed jobs. Fuck, finally, what a birthday gift to myself. But, uh, uh. <laughs> but on our Instagram feed, cinema underscore psyops, some way, shape, or form, I'm going to get you memes somehow, and I'll just figure out the schedule. All them memes. I'm yeah, sure I'll be able to. Memes. I'm sure I'll be able to tear it away for once a day to be able to do those posts, and then of course that gets shared to our Facebook page, cinema psyops, and then the group cinema psyops, and then also to my feed as court psyops. All available there on the Book of Face.
5: Ah, the Facebook <laughs> uh, meta all meta.
4: <laughs> it's all empty is what that basically yeah, is. Yeah, Once again, I'll lead you nice. back to the Legion Discord chat. It's a lot more fun there. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook is it's like a prison on planet bullshit.
4: <laughs> well, if you're a Skinny Puppy fan and you feel like we're being unfair about the name, or if you're a Skinny Puppy fan and there's a song that you felt I should have played instead, you can send all of that to CinemaSciOpsCourt at gmail.com. You can also write up a diatribe about why we're so wrong about Warriors of the Year 2027, or you could tell us why we're so right about the Warriors I was
5: going to say, why does it 57? always have to be wrong? Why can't we just
4: be right on the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why can't we be wrong or right, even though I'm not getting the year right or wrong, even though the year is stylized differently on every release and not quite right in that film, and none Kill of that me. even matters, because...
5: We're so confused.
4: We are so confused after covering not only this, but Raiders of Atlanta's last week, and nothing really does matter anymore, so kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. <laughs>
5: Recording on your side. I am doing so. One, two, three. There we go.
4: All right. At least I can hear you this week. Yeah.
5: <laughs> That's a good start. Happy birthday, by the way.
4: <laughs> Thanks. the special birthday edition of cinemas ifs huh?
5: Yeah, I know. Don't don't think I won't bring it up when we're actually recording.
4: <laughs> we are actually recording, so you have already <laughs> brought we're, it up. When we, we'll we start the
5: show. When we well, start the show is what I meant
4: i'm leveling the music that i want to use for this week uh right now and i got your clips downloaded and i got them added so as soon as i get that leveling done which i'm doing right as we're talking right now so awesome come on you bastard of course it's gonna run slow when i'm trying to do this
5: yeah right of course it is
4: I saw that you guys were actually able to go out a little bit and do a little thing together. Yeah, had
5: a little time together yesterday. So. Yeah,
4: so at least things are normalizing schedule-wise enough to where you can get some time together as a couple. That's good.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's that's kind of important. It's something we try to do every Saturday is get some time together and make that happen. So
4: We try to do that on weekends too because she's usually just going at a breakneck pace of trying to get as much stuff in as she can and she loves to see friends as much as she can and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, usually she keeps weekends for me sometimes, but sometimes we have to kind of negotiate during the week kind of thing.
5: Gotta, gotta negotiate.
4: She just can't say no. Her friends will be like, hey, you want to go pick apples in Albania? And she'll be like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds like fun. I'm like, what the, I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking, Bev? You don't want to go pick <laughs> the apples in Albania.
5: What is that?
4: <laughs> That's actually an example Henry Rollins used that I've stolen and used for like a decade and a half now, but <laughs> it, just, it, it just demonstrates just how someone who can't say no to just doing something just for the sake of doing something can be.
5: Yeah, yeah, right.
4: Oh, this is not fun radio for me.
5: Well, we're not doing radio. We're a podcast.
4: That's true. This was the last one, too, that got all screwed up. Does your Audacity have a thing where if it's already open and you try to open a file that it's set to uh, open automatically in Audacity whenever you just click open, does it does it not open that for you and just kind of, like, not necessarily crash, but Audacity just goes weird and just doesn't do it? Have you ever Some had that happen? T-
5: I've never had it happen to me. The most I've ever had is I will have Audacity open, and if I hadn't already plugged in my microphone, I have to close it and then reopen it with the microphone already plugged in for it to detect it.
4: Oh. Uh, it won't detect it no matter what you do you have to just shut it down and then start it up again yeah
5: yeah, you have to close audacity out completely then reopen it and then it'll be there in the drop down menu
4: it's a freeware kind of uh program so i'm sure it's going to have a few glitchy things like that it's just that i've noticed at least on mac it does that where if you already have a window open and then you just click to open something it'll either just make the window go to like huge maximum size that you already had open without opening the second window or if audacity is sitting open and you try to open files when it's sitting open with nothing like nothing windows open it's just the programs running it just doesn't open a fucking thing it just won't recognize that it can do that i have no idea why but it does it's so fucking weird but that's what it does
5: yeah it's like great
4: yeah thanks audacity but again it's killing it yeah it's fucking freeware and people volunteer their time to work on it and stuff like that and it's a really great program minus these minor things that i'm complaining about because it does it's a fucking workhorse it'll do pretty much anything you throw at it and that's not something to fucking laugh at all right, so this week we're going to do some Skinny Puppy. <laughs> I love how you're like, uh-huh,
5: yeah. I have no idea what that means.
4: <laughs> That's the, the band. Oh, all right. All right, let's just, I'll just go in order of these of the songs. And we are almost there.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
4: you hear that, I'm assuming? Yeah. All right, I just got the switch. All right, save. Okay, I think we're good to go, and I got nine clips, like you said. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Although this might have been actually before Running Man, now that I think about it. 1984, I- when was Running Man?
5: That's a good
4: question. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look it up because I'm curious. And this is yeah, going to get pushed to the outtakes because we got to know.
5: His buddy there gives him this little thing to swallow. And it's supposed to help him so he can escape.
4: Yeah, I've heard that before. And the next thing I know, I got mega dosed with acid.
5: <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Sure. Um,
4: yeah, kindergarten so, wasn't that fun for me.
5: Yeah, right. <laughs> Goddamn kindergarten. Mm, that sounds like fun. What do you mean? It sounds like a great trip. You probably saw the Smurfs. I'm kidding. would have made He-Man a lot more enjoyable. <laughs>
4: All right. Oh, believe me, it absolutely does. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to sit here for four minutes for this thing. So
5: Three, right. two,
4: one. Are so confused after covering not only this but raiders of atlanta's last week and nothing really does matter anymore so kick the fuck out of this week and make it
5: your bitch <laughs> uh, and i'm also done i've stopped recording